Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800-610-5739. Ladies and gentlemen, the following is a live copyrighted presentation of RadioLawTalk.com. This is Radio Law Talk. And sitting in for Fred Penny today is Todd Kunin and Denise Dirks. Welcome to the program, you two. Hello. Good morning, everyone, including Cal Hunter behind the glass. I'm Todd Kunin. Seated to my right is the lovely Denise L. Dirks. It's not a, it's not a Latin name. It's a middle initial. It's L. <laughs> Denise L. Dirks. Denise, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm one of those that uses my middle name. Yes. Initial, I mean. And you're one of those who loses your first you know, I, initial, right? uh, I, I I used to go by I, I would for my law office, for example, is the law office of A. Todd Cunin. And, uh, you know, kudos if anybody can guess my first name. Arthur. It's not Arthur. It's not Arthur. That was what Fonzie's first name was. Annabelle. Arthur. No, not Annabelle either. Um, Anthony. Anthony. Not Anthony. Not Anthony. Aaron. Yeah, this is going to go on. Yes. You You made the challenge. Does it start with an A and end in an E? No. And have about six letters? No. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I'd like to buy a vowel. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to to buy an S. There are two of those. Oh, my gosh. Well, all right. Yeah. Well, thank you, See, we are – all right. So I'm looking at the clock here. We're not even two minutes into the show. We've already been shut down by the FCC. (laughs) Thanks, Denise. No, no, I'll tell you. My first name is Andrew. Oh, I like that name. And I didn't even really know I had a first name. Is <laughs> Andrew. I didn't know I had a first name until I was about seven years old, you know? And that's when the parents, I got in trouble. My mom did the old, Andrew Todd Cunin. I'm like, I don't know who he is, but if you want to blame him for lighting the garage on fire, Works for me. Yeah. <laughs> Call the fire department, man. I got nothing to do with this. So, yeah. you know, that's it, a good name when, when you're upset with your child. Andrew. Yeah. That's and, a good you know, one. A good, hard, two-syllable. <laughs> Mine was Calvin. Calvin. Okay, got it. You okay. know, can, can you imagine naming somebody like... Uh, Lester, <laughs> or I don't know, trying Sid- to think. Phineas, Sydney, <laughs> yeah, Celine. Abra- oh, oh, that would be terrible. Celine, Mm-mm, no, Abraham, <laughs> Abraham. A lot, a lot of Bartholomew. <laughs> All the biblical names ain't gonna work. Well, now. you know, and that's probably why the name Bartholomew was contracted down to Bart because you could say Bart, you know, 
as we know from Homer, yeah. Homer Simpson. Yeah, exactly. You know, rolls off the tongue. And that has nothing to do with the law. This is a law show, right? It is. It's a radio, Theoretically, yeah. It's, it's not radio baby name talk. <laughs> it's radio law talk. So, uh, Fred, no Fred Penny today. Uh, he is on assignment, but I'm certain he is either listening right now or will at some time. He's not or, listening now. I have no streaming, so. Or at, at a minimum, he will hear the uh, he will hear the later podcast. And so when he does, Fred, we miss you. You know, That's always true. always miss having Fred Penny in studio. That's true. And yeah, he borrowed the plane from me today. Oh, he did. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. Is that is that is that the one that you folded out of an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper? But before he before he took my helicopter to the airport. <laughs> yes. Whatever. Yeah. What, what, whatever. I, I got nothing. Uh. I got nothing to add to that. But but we do have legal topics to talk about today. Some interesting thing happening in the news. Now, look, I, I know there are people tuning. Oh, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about whatever I saw on CNN, NBC, Fox in the last two or three days. We're probably not going to cover those because those have been covered to death. We'll cover some other interesting things like Bob Kraft. Bob Kraft, New England Patriots owner. His case uh, for... What he allegedly or was alleged to have done in yes, nothing like oh a little more to the left yes oh oh do, do you need me to work some knots out? Um, yeah, so Bob Kraft's case has gone bye bye in Florida. That case has been dismissed. Magic Johnson in the news. We're going to talk a little bit. You know, his case is nothing too big about his case, but we're going to talk about. What temporary restraining orders are and, and what it means to you and me. Look, I had this idea as I was coming in here today. Did you ever see the movie The Devil Wears Prada? Yes. Okay. So there's a there's a part where the in The Devil Wears Prada where uh, Anne Hathaway's character is talking to Meryl Streep's character and and Anne Hathaway's basically saying I don't understand the whole big deal about high fashion, right? And Meryl Streep says, well, here's what you have to understand: the person wearing that dress on the runway affects the entire industry. It is that the trickle down theory from that is what makes the dress that's available in your local um, Marshalls or Nordstrom, it, it's, it affects everything. So you might not look at that dress with all of the crazy stuff that the designer put on for the, for the runway model, but that has a trickle-down effect through the entire industry. And I thought about that, and I thought, you know, legal principles are kind of the same thing. You look at a case like Magic Johnson or Bob Kraft or Bob or, or the Flynn investigation or this other one about the banker um, who was convicted in New York, but then the prosecution did something off, and that's affecting that case. We'll talk about that. And it's like, okay, that might not mean a whole lot to me, that specific case, but it's the effect of those legal decisions and how they ripple through the fabric of the legal community that actually do end up affecting average ordinary people in their interactions with law enforcement, in their interactions in family law, in their interactions when it comes to uh, personal injury law. And so, you know, that's why we cover those. So we'll, we'll discuss that ripple effect. And with Magic Johnson, it's temporary restraining orders and how those affect people. This is right in Denise's wheelhouse, too, because you deal with TROs a lot. I do, I do, and different types. There are different types of temporary restraining orders. Really? Uh, yeah, and we'll talk about the different types that you can get or 
can be brought against you. Yes, yes. Uh, let's see. We talked about this just briefly, but there was a case out of uh, New York where a person, the, the Iranian banker case, I'll just call it, and what the prosecution did there and where the prosecution's in a little bit of trouble and the effect that it had on that case. Um, <clears throat> I got this one from Denise and, and did a little bit of looking on it. The Doobie Brothers are in the news and a little dispute with Bill Murray, and, and we'll, we'll cover that one here. And I will tell you, it is the most, I'm going to read it verbatim, the most creative letter ever sent by an attorney on a on a cease and desist basis. It's hilarious. And I'm sure the judge read it and said, dude, get your get a job as a comedy writer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is it is very, very, very funny, but it also has a little teeth. It does. It does. It's a so. nice way of cracking him back. Yeah. And so we'll talk about that. Carol Baskin in the news a little bit here. Oh, really? Well, she was on Dancing with the Stars and something happened that has led to a lawsuit against her. And so we'll talk about that, and we're, you know, and we're going to revisit. Where have I been? <laughs> we're going to also revisit um, the journey dilemma. Journey bandmates suing each other. There was a lawsuit, now a countersuit, and some statements made. Some of the information's a little old, but the case is still pending. But we have. So the any way you want it isn't going to fly it with Journey. Huh? That's right. Okay. That's right. But we do have what a lot of people really like is case or no case. If Cal, now you can it's get time it done. To play case All right. or no case. Sorry, Todd. Didn't mean to jump on you there. My bad. I just get so excited because I got a great one here. <laughs> Wayne was a songwriter until his death in 1999. A very good one. Wrote some songs for Three Dog Night, including one about, well, including one about a frog. And a few others. One involved a bullfrog and wine, so a small Mendocino County, California grape grower and vintner thought it would be cute to make a fine wine called Jeremiah. Uh, and the label had a little froggy on it, said it was approved by Jeremiah, a mighty good friend of mine. Now, Wayne was not against tippling. Heaven knows he had more than his share of fine wine and other adult beverages in his time. But he was not pleased when his accountant stumbled across a bottle of Jeremiah fine wine at the liquor department at his favorite pig and whistle store. Because Wayne was not getting paid. He called the winery. And the winery said, well, you know, it's a limited edition thing. We don't expect it to sell much. It's just a novelty vintage. And, and if you think about it, Wayne, it's a clever tribute to you and your great song. So uh, he spoke to the company and asked them if they had permission to use the famous opening line. And they admitted they did not. And so I ask you, case or no case, and bonus point, if you can name the songwriter and the other popular Three Dog Night song that he penned. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Well, we're coming up on a break here. Our first break here is going to be yeah, really shortly. So we're going to, Denise and I are both going to think about That's this. That's one of my favorite songs. Is it? I love that song. All right. It, so, is, it yeah. is a good song. It's very, mm -hmm. very popular in its time. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so it's. I think I've got a little, little slice of it here. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. There you go. Nice. Everybody noodle dancing, please. <laughs> All right. Well, you can't twerk to it, but I'll still listen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if when there's a will, there's a way. Exactly. <laughs> so we're going to step away. Got our first break coming up here at, uh, I believe, 1550 is the... Uh, oh, yeah, we've yeah, we, yeah, we so, got to get out of here. All so right. we'll do that, and we'll pick this up when we come back. Thank you. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com.
Concussion Medical Clinic knows active people run the risk of the concussion. Soccer, football, even a simple fall can lead to a brain injury. Concussion Medical Clinic can test you before you start a sports program so they can have a baseline and more quickly diagnose a concussion should one occur. They also offer expert witness services if you're involved in a concussion case, and their specialty is the treatment of concussion. So if you have suffered a concussion and want the best concussion care available, give Concussion Medical Clinic a call. 916-259-4043. 916-259-4043. Concussion Medical Clinic. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. Dick, 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 Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108. 800-814-510. I'm going to quick quack car wash. Get my car washed. Make it quick quack. Pretty shiny sexy just because I want to. Don't drive dirty. Going to get my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Watch 100 feet of cloth. Washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack will spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck. Get on the road. Come visit the duck. Quick quack car wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Quack, quack. 
boys are weird. This is Radio Law Talk. You, you know, we, we come back with this boys are weird, and then we go into this is Radio Law Talk. And I look to my right, and here's Denise with the hands up, giving the high five, high ten, boys you know. Boys are weird. Going to raise the roof on the house because boys are weird. That's the mantra. Yep. Look, I'm not going to disagree with the assertion. You're you're right. Boys are weird. We're, we're just an interesting. By their very nature. Yes. That's Our right. very nature. I That's what say. makes right. us so interesting and alluring. At least that's what I keep telling go. myself. Yeah. So, Annoying. <laughs> yeah, 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 she's over there. Well, you were right. It, the, the, the word I was thinking of started with an A, and it did end with ing, but it wasn't alluring. It was... Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was, all right. So, Cal, uh, yeah. give us a recap of our case or no case really quick. Okay. Well, a guy uh, writes a song, very popular song about a bullfrog and wine, and a winery in Mendocino decides it wants to make a little variety, you know, a little a little novelty run of... Uh, of uh, bullfrog wine and and it said right on the label a good friend of mine approved by jeremiah a good friend of mine so the songwriter sees this and he's not happy about it so he decides he wants to go uh, have a discussion with him about whether they can do that because he wasn't getting paid and we all know that if you're an artist you like to get paid mm-hmm. so he sought counsel and the question is case or no case and the bonus points are what was wayne's full name and what was the other hit song that he wrote for three dog night. Well, you know, um, oh, and who who's going? Mm, uh, I, I think it's going to be Denise because you're hosting, so <laughs> Denise you. gets to go first. <laughs> I warned him. He I, was trying to talk my ear off, and I'm like, I, I got to think about a case, no case. I, I induced that <laughs> because I talked to him and stuff. Oh, wait, sorry. Who do you want to go first? <laughs> okay. I believe this is true. I do believe this is true because, I mean, Jeremiah was a mighty fine wine. That's right. A, apparently, that's what they said. That's Mighty, right. And approved by Jeremiah. Yeah. So yeah. the question in my mind is, can does he sue? He probably does a cease and desist letter, but the question is, does he actually sue? And if he does sue, what's the outcome? Because is a song close enough to being a wine, and can they be confused? Um, and Jeremiah is kind of a name. I'm not sure you can just copyright Jeremiah. It's a, it's a Jeremiah. biblical name, is it not? Yes, right? Right, and yeah. he certainly didn't have a copyright on the little bullfrog, right? Okay, so I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that this is a case and that Wayne loses the case. Okay, and when Todd gives his answer, then you can both take a shot at at who the songwriter is, and I'm sure you both know, and what the other <laughs> hit song he wrote for three You, you assume a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you know what they say when you assume. That's a good <laughs> I just made one out of myself. Okay, Mr. Kiernan, what say you? Case or no case? Well, I, I, I am a little, um, let's see, how do I put this? Denise's answer struck me a little bit when she said, you know, I, I don't know that you can confuse a song with a bottle of wine. And I'm thinking there's a whole bunch of kids out there whose parents break into their room while they're drinking the wine and they're using this excuse. Oh, my gosh, Mom, I thought I was listening to a song. How did this become a bottle of wine? I don't I, I was so confused. I confused the song for a bottle of wine. Todd had a troubled childhood. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Right. So, it wasn't my fault. I didn't know it was 
green and leafy. I thought I was eating vegetables. Ma. <laughs> eating, veg- eating, eating vegetables with a lighter and rolling. Pe- no, so, no, Mom, I don't know what you're talking that's about. That's broccoli. So what say you? So this is what I say. I think that this is a real event, but it never made it to the point of a lawsuit. I think that they settled this out of court. If, if it hadn't been a bottle of wine, if it had been another hip-hop song, I think that it definitely would have been a lawsuit, yeah. and the uh, other artist, the infringed-upon artist, would have won. But this one here, I'm going to say, never materialized to the point of actually being a case. Okay. Well, that's fair so. enough. Now, for bonus points... And here's the people in the car right now are listening to the show going, I think I know this. In fact, I know I know this. For bonus points, what is Wayne's name and what other famous song did he write for Three Dog Night? You are going to be mm-hmm. so uh, Denise, you want to go first on this or do you want to talk to? I'm going to say his name was William Wayne. Okay. And they called him Willie. <laughs> Okay. okay. And, Why not? <laughs> and and he wrote black and white. Oh, okay, good. That's a great guess. I love that. Uh, Mr. Kunin, what say you? I'm going to confess that I am pulling a complete blank on this one. So I'm going to say his name was Bruce Wayne, and he wrote this, and he wrote the, the song. Theme from Batman. And he yeah, wrote the song. No, 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 no. Batman. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you guys, you're killing me here. Okay, so the first thing is, for those of you who say this was. An actual event of piling a case, anything like that, that would be both of you, would it not? Well, I, I well, said I said it never made it to a case. But but, yeah. but you said it was an event. I'm going to just I'm going to okay. classify that, and, and I'm going to say, well, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's just not so. You made the whole thing up. Whole thing, heard it on the radio, heard the song. <laughs> I thought that would be pretty fun. The uh, songwriter's name. People listening are saying, I I know this. Come on, Cal, what is it? It is Hoyt Wayne. Axton. Oh, oh my gosh. Hoyt How did Axton, I not get Hoyt Wayne right? Axton? Yeah, and the, well, the Wayne <laughs> part was the confusing part, and I think I was... The... Oh, so he was country. Yeah. And this other song that he wrote that was a smash hit for Three Dog Night was, Well, I've Never Been to Spain. I like that song. That's a great song, too. He's a good writer, yeah. But he yeah. died in 1999. But that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is Case or No Case. And, and if Fred were listening, if our streaming were up, Fred would be saying, boy, I'm glad I wasn't there today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He won today by not being here. You know, it's a, it's amazing when you go back and you look at the number of songs that were written by well-known artists, and you would, like the Bee Gees, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the song uh, Ken, that was uh, Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton, Islands in the Stream? Yes. That was written by the lead singer for the Bee Gees. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Bear, uh, Barry Gibb, he wrote that for them. And just... Prince wrote tons. Oh, yeah. And then the other one that I was thinking about that was written, Cat Stevens wrote um, like several songs that were picked up by Sheryl Crow and then um, what's the blonde guy? Rod Stewart. Yeah. Oh, there's only right. one blog guy in music. Yeah. All right, we're headed off to a break. When we come back, we'll pick up with the law. Shocking, right? Take us out, Cal. All right, just want to tell you next time on Case or No Case, I'm going to take you to the National Football League. Excellent. That's coming up right here on Radio Law Talk. Don't go away. services on Radio Law Talk 
is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Is this real life? I like the Amadrosa Valley. This is Radio Law Talk. So, we got some law stuff we're going to talk about, but we do want to welcome new affiliate, new affiliate uh, joining on this week, KRMS, the voice of Lake of the Ozarks. Welcome to the Radio Law Talk family. Uh, new with us here this week. Always adding these affiliates and got that information there. So if thank this you. lake could talk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Oh boy, and, you know, I, I, I actually was watching that show. Was on Netflix called Ozark? Which, yeah, which that's is, a good show. That's a compelling show. But uh, yeah, thank you and welcome to KRMS. For joining us here on Radio Law Talk and having us on your radio station. Um, you know, we were going to start out with this one case, but based upon Cal's case or no case. Oh, no, here we go. Based upon that, we're actually, let's go ahead and talk about the Doobie Brothers here. Because this is something that is, uh, it's unique and it kind of is in the same vein of what uh, Cal just brought up. Everybody knows Bill Murray, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. Um, Ghostbusters fame and Saturday Night Live yeah. and a whole host of other films. And showing up at people's random events and washing dishes and just all kinds of odd stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he's an interesting one in Hollywood, and this is going to be legal related because it deals with contracts. Bill Murray is notorious for not necessarily signing contracts to be in films. It's just one of those things he gives an agreement, and if he shows up on set, then you know he's there for the film. And, and Caddyshack. 
And ca- yes, uh, Caddyshack. That Caddyshack. was a big one. Wow, right, right. And you know, he was in the Garfield movies, right? The Garfield. Well, you can't hold that against him, can you? Really? Well, and and here's the interesting thing about that one. The Garfield movies was directed by somebody whose last name was Cohen, and he thought it was one of the Cohen brothers. No, uh, no country for old men. The the Cohen brothers. Cohen mm-hmm. brothers. Right. Uh, uh, Fargo. He thought it was one of them, but it was somebody different. And so he shows up to do that show because he thought it was one of them, and it turned out to not be. But. He honored his word, and he stayed on it. I think he actually ended up doing two installments of, of Garfield. Didn't he do? Didn't they do a sequel? Gosh, I think I so. I, 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 I believe I so. So, okay. but he was the voice of Garfield. But here, here's the hot water that he's gotten himself into. He's got a golf shirt that he's been um, hawking, I guess, and uh, the golf shirt has as its slogan on it. I got to find this here. I think it's No Hucks Given. H-U-C-K-S. That's intentional, but it's a play on another, um, well, another catchphrase that's been non, let's see, R-rated catchphrase that's been making the rounds. And so he's got this golf shirt. It's an ugly golf shirt. And as part of his campaign to sell these shirts, he's been playing a song by the Doobie Brothers called Listen to the Music. On his commercials, excuse me. Yes, on his commercials. On his right, commercials right. He's been, well, the Doobie Brothers got wind of this, and so they had their lawyer send a letter, a cease and desist letter, because the song was being used without permission. Denise, have you read the letter from the lawyer? I read parts of it. I'm not sure I read the whole thing, <laughs> to be honest, but it is quite entertaining. So uh, so I have the letter here. I'm going to read this. I, I wish we could get music in the background for it, but here is... Is the letter from the attorney for the Doobie Brothers, and his name is Peter Paterno. And uh, this is letter Dear Mr. Murray, we're writing on behalf of our clients, the Doobie Brothers. The Doobie Brothers perform and recorded the song Listen to the Music, which Tom Johnston of the Doobie Brothers wrote. It's a fine song. I know you agree because you keep using it in ads for your, quote, zero hucks given golf shirts. However, Given that you haven't paid to use it, maybe you should change the company name to Zero Bucks Given. (laughs) We understand that you're running other ads using music from our other of our clients. It seems like the only person who uses our clients' music without permission more than you do is Donald (laughs) Trump. (laughs) The next paragraph. That's pretty good. The next paragraph is classic. Okay. This is the part where I'm supposed to cite the United States Copyright Act, excoriating you for not complying with some subparagraph that I'm too lazy to look up and threaten you with eternal damnation for doing so. (laughs) But you already earned that with those Garfield movies. (laughs) (laughs) So he agrees with me. So he agrees with you. And you already know that you can't use music in ads without paying for it. So... We'd almost be okay with the shirt if the shirts weren't so damn ugly. And by the way, they are. They're awful. Yeah, yeah. You know, but as uh, but it is what it is. So in the immortal words of Jean-Paul Sartre, au revoir, golfer, et paez. Which so, <laughs> paez. <laughs> so that was the best letter I've ever seen from an attorney kind of tongue-in-cheek. We'll see where it goes. That letter was just sent out on the 23rd of this month. Yeah, we'll and that, that attorney, he also represents Dr. Dre and Metallica. Oh. So he's he's a colorful character. Well, yeah. i got to tell you, it was a great letter, and it made a couple of 
not-so-gentle points on Bill Murray. The Garfield thing I thought was brilliant. Yes. And the shirts are absolutely hideous, just hideous. Well, but have you ever seen Bill Murray? He, he goes to, like... He usually plays around in the amateur part of the U.S. Open every yeah. year, and he plays. And when he does, he is notorious for being the most poorly. The only person that gives him a run for the most poorly dressed in the golf course is John Daly, the pro golfer who could hit the ball a country <laughs> mile. And uh, because that guy, it's like, all right, which one of you took the seat covers out of a VW and decided to make a golf outfit out of it? <laughs> By the way, John Daly, who designed a golf course in Corning, California, at a casino there, does that apparently does a lot of course yeah. designing these days. And yeah. his oh. son actually is make is going up the ranks in junior golf right now. Oh, cool! He's really making it. But an you're right; himself. he can rip that ball off that tee like it, you can't believe it. Yeah. What, was, what was was it the Masters or the Players Championship where he made his name? It, yeah. he, he was an alternate. One of the regulars bowed out. And he gets the call the night before, drives 13 hours through the night to the course to take the place of the alternate who bowed out, and he ends up winning the golf tournament. And that was his claim to fame, and it was a major, wow. which was just amazing. But uh, but that's Bill Murray. That's Bill Murray's uh, cease and desist letter. We'll follow and see what happens with the uh, with the golf shirts that he the, – we'll call the it ads. The, the zero bucks given, as hey. they should be called. Now, the, the question is, obviously, if – if something happens, would he'd have to pay for all the times he's used it before, would he not? Yeah, I would say probably even a portion of his profits. But here's my question. If there are profits, I don't yeah, know. Based on those shirts, I doubt that. But the question is, what if it was one of those impulse things where they said, hey, Bill, would you come and stand in for our T-shirt, for our shirts? He goes and does it, a, a, an ad like this on a whim, which would not be above him, would be something he may do. He walks away without a contract with them. They decide to put the music in, and Bill's the front man, so they go after him. Is that possible? That's probably a dumb it, question, it, but I guess it it could be possible, but I don't think he'd it, not know it could about be. it. I, I will I will say this: there is a uh, there's a very popular app and slash website out there that is sort of the digital equivalent of like Maxim magazine. It's it, they don't do pornographic anything in this, but they do. Their main thing is you know girls and jokes, and it's it's like. The app is designed to be kind of like a man cave, and it's very popular with the 18 to 40 crowd, okay? And they had this app has been going for about 10 years, and the app, the, the company, sort of uses Bill Murray as their de facto, um, this is the guy we're following. It's Everything is Bill Murray this, Bill Murray that. He's our inspiration. He's for the inspiration yeah. for it. And they have an entire marketing wing of this app is the, uh, well, let's see here, No Bucks Given is is what the lawyer says. No Hucks Given is the name of the T-shirt. Well, this particular website uses that same similar phrase, but with the R-rated version. And so I think this is tied to that, and it's part of that marketing campaign. It seems very close to it. And so, you know, I, I think it's more than just he stepped in to do something. I think he's been kind of part of this. Um, well, it could be, but it's not forward. like he needs the money. Oh, no, not like and he needs the like money. And it's not like the doobies need the money, for heaven's sake. My goodness. Yeah, and, and quite frankly, you send a letter like this, and it gets out. I, this is another one of those where my radar starts to go up, and I start to think, is this yet again another example, shockingly, in a copyright case? Is this yet again another example of those in the entertainment industry using the legal field as a marketing tool? Or... 
if the doobies say we'll settle bill if you will come and open for us on our next tour which uh wouldn't be a bad gig would right that be interesting right that, that would be very interesting they'd, they'd probably stand sell up let's bring on the band and they'd probably <laughs> sell a bunch of those shirts ugly or not uh, i'm sure with their yeah. name across the front <laughs> well we're three quarters of the way through our first hour We'll be back wow. after and this. No, not too much law has been discussed, well, by the way. we discussed a little bit. We'd had case or no case, and, you know, I'm here. <laughs> well, <laughs> Cal, we, take we us out. have a segment after the break, but still, <laughs> yeah, you get the point. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, don't forget, yeah, I, so I skunked you both on case or no case. You did. Huh? Wow. I feel skunked. <laughs> I feel like i got to go pick it, take a bath in milk or something to get the smell off. I don't know what off. that means, but I just want to feel skunked. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, Radio Law Talk will continue in just a minute right here on your favorite radio station and on RadioLawTalk.com. Stay right there. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to RadioLawTalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety, like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows, and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Concussion Medical Clinic knows active people run the risk of the concussion. Soccer, football, even a simple fall can lead to a brain injury. Concussion Medical Clinic can test you before you start a sports program so they can have a baseline and more quickly diagnose a concussion should one occur. They also offer expert witness services if you're involved in a concussion case, and their specialty is the treatment of concussion. So if you have suffered a concussion and want the best concussion care available, give Concussion Medical Clinic a call. 916-259-4043. 916-259-4043. Concussion Medical Clinic. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. 
They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. I'm a veteran. We hit a mine in Vietnam. When I came home, I didn't know where to turn. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. My victory's been never giving up hope. My wife is always there to remind me we have a life to live. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran, but after I got out, I spent two years alone and homeless. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was finding the support to get back on my feet. Now I'm getting things right with my family. I finally admitted with my PTSD, I wasn't doing well. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Now I wish I'd found DAV sooner. I am a veteran. My victory is just enjoying each day. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Where's Fred? Where's Fred? All great questions, and one that has yet to be answered by you, Mr. Kunin. Where is Mr. Penny? Uh, so did you tell? Oh, you did tell us already, didn't you? He is off gallivanting around. Sure. <laughs> I, I, yeah, he, he couldn't be here today. Look, let, let me just say this about Fred, okay? Um, <clears throat> I don't know that I have met a person that is able to fill up almost every minute of every hour of every day with stuff that needs to be done as efficiently as Fred Penny does. This guy, he has got more irons in the fire and things that he is doing. It's just like, I would imagine from the time he wakes up until the time his head hits the pillow when he goes to bed, he's got something that he's working on with a business venture, with a law firm, with, you know, he's just... With no waste of the time. That's the thing exactly. that amazes me. It's just like boom, 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 boom. You know, I yeah, value yeah. my downtime. I, yeah. I take a lot of it. And, yeah. and, and uh, Fred is the – Fred, he, that guy has just got a lot of stuff going. And on occasion, it does take him away from Radio Law Talk on Saturdays. That's what's going on today. But uh, Fred, somebody, somebody has to schmooze the new affiliates. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to, you know, what is it, press the palm, press the flesh, do whatever it is exactly. like that. Uh, yeah. Um, so anyway – Last segment, we were t- we've been talking about the entertainment industry, the, from the case or no case to the case that we just talked about with the Doobie Brothers. We'll stay there. We'll stay there. An interesting thing has happened with one of my Any favorite bands. Which would be Journey. One of my favorite bands growing up. I, uh, I absolutely love the band. Saw them in 1986. And arguably, interestingly enough, what happened in 1985 and 86 was, the, in my opinion, the impetus for where they are at right now and the legal issues that are surrounding them. So to back up, we covered this case initially earlier when it happened. Back, I think it was around February. Breaking news. Journey's lead guitar player, Neil Sean, and the keyboard player, Jonathan Kane. Mind you, at this point, Steve Perry, the singer who was on that clip we just played, he hasn't been with the band since the 90s. Okay, they've had they got a different singer. Um, but Kane and Sean ousted Steve Smith and Ross Valerie, the drummer and bass player. 
Valerie had been with the band since its inception in the 70s, founding member of the band. So the bass player and the drummer ousted by the keyboard player and the guitar player. And then, to make matters worse for the listening public, it is brought out that Sean and Kane filed a lawsuit against Valerie and Smith, claiming that they attempted a hostile takeover of the corporate entity under which the band was formed, Nightmare Productions. If, if ever there was a prophetic name. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nightmare yeah. Productions Incorporated, founded back in 1970 when they first started the band, and they incorporated under that name a select number of shareholders and board members. And so the lawsuit got started, and this is back in February. And it was like, oh, my gosh, what did these two people do to tick off Kane and Sean so much? Well, it turns out that the board of directors... There's only six shareholders in the Nightmare Corporate Nightmare Productions Corporation, but the bylaws called for only four of those shareholders to be on the board of directors. And as it stood, Kane and Sean were two, and because they held at least a 50% majority, they got to dictate what the band did. Well, as a shareholder, as shareholders, Valerie and Ross, Ross Valerie and Steve Smith called a meeting of the board, the purpose of which was to amend the bylaws to allow the board of directors to be expanded from four to six. And that was approved on a vote of the shareholders. And guess who voted in favor of the expansion? Their former manager, Herbie Herbert, and... Steve Perry. Steve Perry, who was still on the board of directors, he right. sided still, with still these two. Still had um, an ownership interest. He did. He, he still. Yeah. They still. Why did he do that? Well, here's what I think happened. Now I mentioned that we had this back in 1985. In 1985, Journey went through this uh, previously, where the band members booted the drummer and the bass player, Ross, Valerie, and Steve Smith. And then they released their Raised on Radio album, and they toured with a new bass player, a new drummer. Bass player, mind you, Randy Jackson, he of uh, American Idol fame. Yeah, very, very talented okay. player, yeah. And right. they went yeah. out and they toured, right? When they booted Valerie and Smith from the band, they also, they, the remaining members of the band, Perry, Sean, Kane, those three, voted, because they were the controlling interest in the board, to grant... An unlimited usage right of the name, right of usage of the name Journey and all the proceeds to a new entity that they had formed called Elmo Productions. Well, because Valerie and Smith weren't part of Elmo Productions, they didn't get anything moving forward. And received no compensation. Received for the no change. compensation, oh nothing. Gosh. They got wow. they got eighty six out of the whole thing, right? Because. They kind of wanted to retire. In 86. They, they, yeah, in 86. <laughs> they, they got 86 in, in 85 based on the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> Why were they so mad at each other? Well, I, I think that it got to the point where the bass player and the drummer, they're, they're tired of touring. Their lives had gone different. They wanted to live on the proceeds. Other folks wanted to continue to make music and tour and do things. And so there was a difference of opinion about where things were going there. Well, the band reformed in 1994 with the original members. And they played together from 94 to 99. And then when they were going to go out on tour, Steve Perry got hurt. He couldn't go out. They got a new singer and, you know, they dissolved. But the bass player and the drummer stayed in. 
But but were they then um, operating under Elmo or upon Nightmare? Well, this is where the plot thickens. There we go. Here we go. Get <laughs> in ready. the lawsuit filed by Sean and Kane in February of this year, they claim that it doesn't matter what happens with Nightmare Productions because the band is operating under Elmo, right? Which means they cuts the other people out of the profits. Which means they would have cut the other people out of the profits. Well, Ross Valerie filed a countersuit in July of this year. And do you know what? I was so interested to find out why it was filed in the venue because it's in Contra Costa County. That's where, because that's where they live. They all live in and around that area. And by that's, the way, I can't imagine seeing Journey without Steve Perry. I know. Although the, I will tell you this: the the kid that they got singing, he's a he's Filipino. Awesome voice. He's great, yeah. He yeah. sounds, you close your eyes, he sounds like Steve Perry. Yeah. It's, a, it's I think his name is Arnell or Parnell, but the guy is awesome. And Foreigner and Journey now tour together, which was kind of right. cool. They were up here oh, in Marysville really fairly cool. recently. Yeah, I'd like to see that show. So so here's the thing about the about Nightmare Productions votes to let Elmo take over, and the bass player and the drummer aren't part of Elmo. In the cross-complaint, in the cross-complaint filed by uh, Ross Valerie. It is alleged that in 1994, when the band reformed with the original members to tour through the mid-90s, they held a board meeting under Nightmare Productions where they completely rescinded everything dealing with the transfer of the licensing rights to Elmo. So that agreement did not exist anymore. And Sean and Kane and everybody were present and signed off on it based on a letter of understanding that that licensing agreement no longer existed. Wow. So that takes us back now to the corporate issue where they voted which to expand the members. Which corporation is really controlling? And it should be Nightmare Productions. And so that's where things stand right now. Neil Sean was interviewed, the guitar player who brought the original lawsuit. He was interviewed, uh, I think it was July or August, um, on Eddie Trunk's show. And he said, and he goes, well, you know, the real issue was those guys just didn't want to go out and make new music. And so we had to let them go. So this really wasn't about a corporate takeover. They just didn't want to play new music. And, and you know, I'm thinking they wanted to do exactly what they did in 1980. Well, if you don't want to make new music, we're not going to allow you to be paid for the stuff that you did make, which is your catalog, which is total crap. Yep. And a musician's dream is to be able to go play one guitar lick for the rest of their lives and get paid for it. Absolutely. That's that's how it's called royalties, and you should be able to make your money. So the the countersuit contained um, a cause of action for breach of contract and also emotional distress which is very interesting well and, and you can see why initially what you're i don't want to tour and you're going to take away my livelihood and i'm going to be living you know hand to fist i can understand why that would be so we're going to follow this because we got the countersuit and it's still going through the court but this is the development that happened with journey who's sorry now <laughs> I think they're going to resolve it. Now? I, don't know. I think they're going to resolve it because Steve Perry does side with the people that were ousted. You have to remember, he he's situ- he's similarly situated. That's right. It's just so tragic when they're no longer stone in love. So, um, <laughs> well, Journey would say they're as cold as ice. But anyway, it's the wrong, wrong band. But well, no, the foreigner would say cold <laughs> as ice. Yes, all right. The foreigner would say my band. Take us out, Cal. I'll get it okay. Well, you know, it's a year ago I had my stroke, so my brain's still got a little it, shaky. Got it, got it, got <laughs> it. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for this hour of Radio Law Talk, but there are two more coming if your radio station signs off on the show right now. That's okay. Join us now at radiolawtalk.com and stream the show. It's free. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk 
is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny and Associates. You have been listening to radiolawtalk.com. Debt. Are you struggling to make minimum payments? Did you know that on average, a household with at least one credit card struggles with over $15,000 in credit card debt? If this sounds like you, know that it's not your fault. Credit card debt happens to good people. Credit card companies lure you in with low introductory rates and low minimum payments. Before you know it, you're in over your head. National Debt Relief has helped thousands of good people just like you become debt-free with our Debt Reset Program that will dramatically reduce your debt down to a fraction of what you owe. Our Debt Reset Program is customized to get you debt-free in as little as 24 to 48 months with one low monthly payment. If you owe over $10,000 in credit card debt or even personal loans, call 800 774-9490. There are no upfront fees or out-of-pocket expenses. You don't pay a dime until we succeed. Call now to see how the Debt Reset Program can work for you. 800-274-9490. That's 800-274-9490. 800-274-9490. 